0: Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with wheat and this week's headlines, there's no extension of the grain corridor, Egypt buys Russian wheat at a private tender, and England wheat area is down 5.3%. Another meeting between Putin and Erdogan failed to extend the Black Sea Grain initiative, with Putin restating that his terms for a resumption had not been met, which included Russia's reinstatement to the swift banking system for the Russian Agricultural Bank. He also said there was no global food crisis and blamed the West and Ukraine for the current impasse. Meanwhile, Russia continues to pump large volumes of wheat into the global market, which implies that their export programme is unhindered. A fresh attack on the Kerch Bridge would potentially be a game-changer as 30% of Russian exports flow via the Kerch Strait. Russia continues their attacks on the Danube port facilities with three attacks already this month. The Danube is seen as an alternative route to market for Ukrainian exports, as is the Romanian ports of Constanza, with some talk of floating cranes to increase the loading capacity. This may be a solution in the short term, but probably not viable as we move into the winter months. Overland routes via neighbouring EU countries continues to get pushback as they fear a repeat of last year when the flood of Ukrainian grain depressed the local markets. There is much talk of subsidised logistics, although where this money is coming from is questionable. What is clear is that the Ukrainian farmer is not left with much once everybody else has taken their cut. Egypt reportedly bought 480k of Russian wheat at $270 dollars C.N.F. at private tenders last week, which is at odds with the suggested $270 FOB floor price, which has apparently incurred the wrath of the Kremlin. Other EU origins are now more price competitive, although the global wheat price is increasingly opaque. The market continues to look for signs that demand is improving and whilst international tenders have increased, it's also likely that consumers, both domestically and internationally, have seen markets fall back towards their lows and they are expecting more of the same. Global exporter wheat stocks continue to shrink, Russian and Ukrainian exports could face logistical challenges and crops are being written down in Australia, Canada, China and the EU. Canada lowered their crop 3.5 million tonnes due to drought, whilst Australia also reduced their forecast by 3.6 million tonnes, where El Nino appears to be strengthening. The last significant El Nino event in 2007 produced a crop of sub-14 million tonnes, Indian wheat production is probably 10 million tonnes too high and the USDA still has them as a net exporter of 1 million tonnes and not the 7 million tonnes of imports that Trade talks suggests. Chinese weather has been less than ideal, which could increase their milling wheat import needs. They will not have access to the volume of Ukrainian maize they usually import if the Black Sea ports, which handle Panamax vessels, are inoperable. This may necessitate a return to the US for maize, where the jury is still out on yield prospects following another bout of excessive heat. Amidst all of this, managed funds have increased their wheat and maize short positions. DEFRA reduced the wheat area in England year-on-year by 5.3% this week with UK crop forecasts now more likely to fall in the 13.7 to 14.2 million tonne range 22-23 was 15.54 million tonnes Yield and quality are best described as variable as harvest comes to a close and the barn doors are slammed shut On to malting barley in this week's headlines. Malting barley premiums pull back. There's a decline in quality becoming evident and debate around demand continues. Malting barley premiums have slipped this week. We put this down to three factors. Firstly, UK and EU farmers who have made spec on their harvest have quite rightly sold barley in volume to the trade, leading to the trade needing to sell in turn. This, we believe, will begin to slow over the coming weeks. Secondly, domestic and EU maltsters are looking at the crop available and looking at widening their spec on intake, meaning that they can potentially bring more crop in than previously thought. And thirdly, the lack of demand is still a major issue, with all consumers reporting a lack of interest from breweries currently. All of this has been compounded by EU feed barley prices picking up as China bought in volume and merchants look to cover their shorts. Domestically recent samples from barley cut in the last week or two would suggest that the quality has fallen dramatically. Germination is falling and nitrogen levels are coming in higher than previously seen on the earlier drilled crops. Molsters are still learning to deal with the quality issues they face this year, leading to rejection rates remaining stubbornly high for the time of year. This will need to change soon. With barley still to be cut in areas of the UK, it's hard to believe that the crop is getting bigger. We would suggest the opposite. It's still early in the season. The recent hot weather should support demand in the short term, but it's difficult to get too bullish to premiums at these historically high levels. And this week's oilseed rape headlines. There's high rapeseed plantings in Ukraine. Australia's canola productions revised up and crude oil at $90 a barrel. This week, there's been a number of news stories pulling the market in different directions and adding to the volatility of motif rapeseed. There's been talk of high rapeseed plantings in Ukraine, which has weighed on the market. A survey of agricultural producers conducted by the Ministry of Agriculture showed that the area of winter rapeseed for harvest 2024 may increase by 35% compared to the current season, to a record of 1.9 million hectares. This could mean the 2024 crop is bigger than the record 4.2 million tonnes of rapeseed Ukraine planned to harvest this season. Also weighing on the market, Abares revised the 2023-24 forecast for canola production in Australia to 5.2 million tonnes, up 300,000 from the June estimate, but well below the record 8.3 million tonnes grown in 2022-23. Yields are forecast to fall by 30% to 1.5 million tonnes per hectare, 11% below the five-year average. Bearish palm oil inventory data has also added pressure, with Malaysia's inventories jumping to a six-month high at the end of August as output rose and exports slowed. Market focus remains on US soybeans, with the latest crop condition reports putting 53% of the soybean crop as good to excellent, which is down 5% from last week and below the 55% analysts expected. These ratings are the lowest for this time of year since 2012, which was an historic drought year. And with the USDA already projecting US soy ending stocks to fall to an eight-year low, there's not much of a buffer. These lower crop condition ratings have fueled expectations that next week's USDA report will see US soybean yield forecast cut. Support has come from crude oil, which is trading over $90 a barrel at its highest in nine months. Crude has been supported by Saudi Arabia and Russia extending their voluntary supply cuts to the year end on top of the April cuts agreed by several OPEC Plus producers which extends to the end of 2024. Questions remain around the Chinese economy following mixed data and what it could mean for oil demand. Customs data has shown that China's crude oil imports surged in August, climbing by 20.9% from July and 30.9% from a year earlier. Reports suggest this was driven by high diesel export margins and the fact that August is the peak season for gasoline demand during the summer vacation. Although the broader outlook for China's economy still looks gloomy with a weaker property sector and sluggish domestic consumption. And finally, the grain and oilseed price indicator starting with feed wheat for October at £173, November 175, feed barley for October 158, November 160, and oilseed rape for October at 360 to 365, November 365 to 370. Thanks for listening.